What is up, everybody? This is another quick episode of Dads in Time Out. This is your host, Jesse Williams, and today we're going to talk about the NBA. The NBA is my favorite sport. I don't know why. It just always has been. Maybe it's because I was a Cleveland Cavaliers fan in 1990 to 1992, and we had Mark Price and Brad Doherty and Larry Nance, and... I've just always been a fan of the league. And this year, I think that the NBA is in a great spot. So I want to talk about some surprise teams in the NBA. So we're not going to talk about the Lakers and the Clippers. And we're not going to talk about the Nets and the Sixers. And these are going to be surprising teams in a good way and in a bad way. So my first surprise team is the New York Knicks. Tom Thibodeau in year one has really turned this thing around. New York has for a long time been known as the laughing stock of the NBA. And I think that's unfortunate because New York is what they call the mecca of basketball. And for the longest time, they can't, they still can't get hot free agents. LeBron didn't go there. Carmelo got traded there and he re-signed there. They got Amari Stoudemire and then his knees went bad. But they weren't able to get Durant or Kyrie or LeBron or Chris Paul or Dwayne Wade or any of these other guys. They weren't able to get Giannis, who re-signed in Milwaukee. And a lot of people think that Zion, with his love, is going to go there. But let's look at what the Knicks have done. So they hired Leon Rose, and they hired Tom Thibodeau. And for the moment, it looks like Jim Dolan has been taken out of the decision-making process. So they drafted Emmanuel quickly from Kentucky. I think he went to Kentucky. And he has played very well now. Later in the season, they put him in the lineup for a little bit. But now they're bringing him off the bench. Julius Randle has been absolutely sensational. He just put up like a 40-13 game the other night. And this is the Julius Randle that I never saw coming. Once he developed a jump shot, he was always an undersized power forward in my mind because he was a power forward and because I think he's like 6'8", maybe 6'9". But he has just found himself in New York. Derrick Rose, once again, has been nothing short of a revelation for them coming off the bench, giving you 15 points here, 20 points there. So the New York Knicks have been a very pleasant surprise. They're currently sitting at the fourth seed after beating the Hawks. And I think that, well, I don't know if they'll win a playoff series because here's the thing. Trey Young just got an ankle sprain. They said it was great, too. I don't know anything about ankle sprains. But what I do know is he's going to miss some time. And I think that if the Knicks can stay in the 4-5 range, then they'll end up facing, in my opinion, Miami or Boston. Now, Boston's climbing up the standings. And really, 4-5-6 in the east and i think even seven so that would be new york atlanta boston and miami are all within one or two games of each other so the eastern conference is at least interesting now do i think the new york knicks can go win an nba championship no but i do like what i see from the knicks even since they lost Kristaps porzingis i think they're headed in the right direction they play defense they're in a lot of close games So they're one of my good surprises. How about a good surprise, but one I don't think is going to last, and one we've kind of been waiting on is the Atlanta Hawks. 
I don't like Trey Young. I don't like watching Trey Young. I have nothing against Trey Young as a person. I don't know Trey Young. He seems to be a decent young man, a good young man. But ever since they fired Lloyd Pierce, who when he got hired, I had no idea who that guy was, they've taken off. They got Capella, they got the Huter, I don't even know how to say that guy's name, and Clint Capella. I just don't think the Hawks actually, and, I, and they have one of the Bogdanovich guys. I, I can never keep those guys straight. And they're because they're both shooters and they're both really good shooters. One of them plays in Utah. One of them plays in Atlanta. I think the Hawks, they, they got rid of Rondo. I don't under, I mean, he went there to take the money. I thought he should have gone to an, an actual ready contender, but they've been a nice, pleasant surprise. The Boston Celtics have been a huge disappointment, even though they've won lately. I talked about this on a former podcast. I just don't think that Jason Tatum has emerged as that consistent every night go-to guy with the killer instinct that can take over a series. And at some point, they're going to look at Brad Stevens and be like, why are we keeping you here? Is the Eastern Conference Finals, was that your ceiling? And some of this has to be on Danny Ainge. So Kimball Walker played fantastic today. Had a great game. Or no, his last game was a great game. Or maybe it was tonight. I can't remember. I'd have to go look at the box score and see which game I'm actually talking about. But I think that Boston, with Jason Tatum, the emergence of Jalen Brown, with Kimball Walker, Marcus Smart missed time. But if this team doesn't finish in the top four in the Eastern Conference, it has to be a disappointment. They're not as talented as Philadelphia, in my opinion. Actually, I think they're on par with Philadelphia. Philadelphia has better shooters, and they have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But if Tatum and Brown are both all-stars, they should be right there. I think they're not as talented as Milwaukee because they have Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, and they're definitely not as talented as the Nets when the Nets are healthy. Nobody is. But Boston... I just wonder if they can make enough moves during this tenure of Ainge and I just forgot the coach's name. Oh, Brad Stevens to really be a factor in the Eastern Conference. Now, you don't want to play them in round one, but are they a team that is going to be a threat to either any of those top three teams? Now that Brett Brown's out of Philadelphia, I don't think he holds a decided coaching advantage over Doc Rivers. He does hold an advantage over Nash, but they can roll out two MVPs and a finals hero. And I don't know if they have anything that can stop Giannis. They can try to wall him off, but they're just been really inconsistent this year, which also brings me to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have been disappointing coming off a finals run. And I know Butler has been in and out of the lineup a little bit and Bam was out for a while. But even when I see all those guys together, you get tough guy, Jimmy Butler, And then you really struggle to have another option. You really struggle when Hero and Duncan Robinson aren't clicking at the same time. And Goran Dragic, should he be the starting point guard? Or do they run Kendrick Nunn? Oladipo's hurt. The team has a... And they have Andre Iguodala, who is, I guess, is going to play forever, like Derek Fisher did. But I just wonder, do they have the collectiveness to be able to because when they play defense and bam is on and butler is playing tough and hitting shots and the shooters are shooting like they can then miami should be one of the favorites in the east 
Eric Spolcher has proven he's a really, really good coach. Some people call him a Hall of Fame coach, but he hasn't. I mean, he did take a team to the finals in the bubble, which if we're not going to knock the Lakers, we're not going to knock the Heat for it. But is that, I mean, he won championships with LeBron and D-Wade. Now, obviously, he didn't mess it up. They won two out of four. Then Chris Bosh got injured with the blood clots. So that's an interesting team that I think that if they get their act together and play the Heat way, I just did air quotes even though this is an audio podcast, then I think there's something to reckon with. Because if you get Bam inside and then Jimmy, who is a two-way player and also a really good, he shares the ball. He doesn't have to be the man every night. It's really about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Can those guys in the big moments play like they did in the bubble last year? Because if so, I think they give Milwaukee. Milwaukee does not want to see them if Miami's the sixth seed. They need to hope that Miami gets the five seed. Because of all these teams, Atlanta, New York, Boston, and Miami, you do not want to play Miami. Surprising team in a bad way is the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm starting to agree with the national media that maybe Stan Van Gundy is not the coach for this team. I think he would have been five years ago. But his way of whining and coaching is a little outdated in the NBA. This team is not any better defensively under Alvin Gentry, which has always been my problem with Alvin Gentry. When he took over for, I think it was D'Antoni in Phoenix, that team was horrible defensively. It didn't get any better. And so you've got Zion, and I know Lonzo's been out of the lineup, and they got rid of J.J. Redick. And you got, they got rid of Drew Holiday, but you still have two All-Stars in Zion and Brandon Ingram. I know Ingram didn't make the All-Star team this year, but that's pretty much, pretty much based on their record. And you've got Steven Adams, who's a rebounding offensive limited center, offensively limited center. And it just feel like if the Grizzlies are in eighth place, that New Orleans should be there. Because talent-wise, they're better. But Memphis plays gritty. Memphis is just always right there in the playoff mix the last two years. And you look at them, and Jaron Jackson Jr. hasn't played all year. He just think today, tonight or yesterday was his first game. And so it's just you have all this talent on the Pelicans with Josh Hart and Lonzo and Zion and Brandon Ingram. But what has it got you? They're right there for the play-in game. But... Where's that next step? Stan Van was supposed to come in and get these guys to play tough defense. But maybe the whining after every time they blow an assignment. Oh, and they have Eric Bledsoe, who we know his playoff resume. But he's supposed to be a really good player. So I've just been really disappointed in the Pelicans. The Sacramento Kings, with Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox, are another team that baffles me. Because Harrison Barnes has pretty much just proven to be a 13 to 15 point scorer. I know Marvin Bagley III's been hurt, but it's another team that I think is going to get rid of their head coach. Luke Walton has proven nothing since he left Golden State. He le- he went to the Lakers. They ran him out of there. A lot of that had to do with LeVar Ball, but those players didn't seem to develop under him. And now the Kings are just kind of in no man's land. Because in the West, you have, and I'm not going to get this order right, I'm pretty sure, but you got Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers, Denver, the Lakers, 
Portland, Dallas, Memphis, and then you've got San Antonio, New Orleans, and I'm for, and Golden State all vying for that play-in spot. And the Kings are a notch below. They're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. And I wish I could watch them play because I think De'Aaron Fox is a fantastic player. But at what point are we just going to look at Luke Walton? It's like, maybe you're just not a good NBA coach. And maybe he got put in a situation where Sacramento hasn't made the playoffs in a billion years. But this team was supposed to be exciting. They really were. And they have the, Ty- the, the Halliburton guy. And I just don't understand why they will win three or four games and lose seven. I, d- I would say the Phoenix Suns are surprising. But looking at their roster with Michael Bridges and with Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, and I think they're right where they should be. They're a little higher seeding than I thought. I thought they'd be the four, five, or six seed. But let's be honest. The Clippers haven't really... Kawhi Leonard's load managing again, or he's nicked up with injuries. They've been playing different lineups. The Lakers got injured. CJ McCollum and Jurkic again was injured. And so they just don't have a lot of continuity on those squads. Portland can't guard anybody anyways. I mean, they got Carmelo and Ennis Kanter, two of the worst defensive players in basketball. And I love Carmelo. I love the fact that he's in the league and he has a role. And it's, hey, be Carmelo off the bench. Don't have to just spot up and shoot three. Just go be Carmelo, which I've said before. And I love it. I just don't know what what the direction of the Kings is. The The Timberwolves, I expected to be bad. Oklahoma City's tanking. The Spurs are right where I thought they'd be because DeMar DeRozan, surrounded by those players, is not going to elevate you to the upper echelon of a conference. He was great when he had Van Vliet, or I guess Van Vliet. I don't know if Van Vliet was there when he was there, but you you had Siakam, and they got. I know they got rid of him to get Kawhi, but when they had uh, Mark Gasol, I, I don't even know if Mark Gasol was there. I don't remember who was on the Raptors when it was him and Kyle Lowry. I just know that they got to a certain spot and they plateaued because you can game plan for DeMar DeRozan. Um, I'm not surprised by any of the bottom dwellers in the East. I never bought Orlando. Then they got rid of all their players finally because they were just an eight seed waiting to get swept. Maybe win a game like they did against Milwaukee last year. Um, Like I said, the Cavaliers are the Cavaliers. I mean, it's good to see Kevin Love back and they've got really good young players, but they're two undersized guards. Um, man, I'm str- the, the Nuggets are right where I thought they'd be. Hurt. Jamal Murray being hurt really hurts them. But overall, the NBA is exciting because with the Nets not being fully healthy and then with LeBron and AD being hurt, the league is kind of open. Now, it's not wide open championship-wise. I still think only the Lakers, the Clippers, maybe the Jazz. And in the East, I think it's Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and the Nets have a shot at the title. Any other team, it would be mind-boggling if they won the championship, given unless we get like a whole bunch of injuries, right? The Utah Jazz are surprising because they're the one seed, but I could still see them losing in the first round just because they don't have that long playoff experience. And if Donovan Mitchell's not fully healthy in the playoffs, he's the one guy. I mean, I know Jordan Clarkson's probably the sixth man of the year, but is Jordan Clarkson going to carry you to a playoff series win? Like, if you shut down Donovan Mitchell, are those three-point shooters going to shoot like this in the playoffs is the big question. So the NBA has been great. I'm very excited about it. And I just hope 
that we don't have any more injuries. So shout out to the Knicks. Shout out to the Hawks. Shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies for always being in playoff contention when they shouldn't be and having a coach I never heard of. And shout out to just teams that are trying to get better. Because the Knicks came in and they've been more successful than the Bulls who have Zach Levine and now Vucevic. I don't... This has been my knock on Billy Donovan. I'm just not quite sure he's an elite NBA coach. He didn't make the Thunder any better. I know Kevin Durant left, but still, they had Russell Westbrook. They had Victor Oladipo. They still had Steven Adams. And they just kind of plateaued. And then he goes to the Bulls. And the Bulls looked like they were going to make a move up in the standings. And I thought Vucevic was a great pick for pickup for them. But the rest of their players have just been in. Lori Markkinen got hot too late. The Wizards are surprising because it looks like Beal and Westbrook aren't going to go down without a fight. So if they get into the play-in game, they're scary. But I don't see them doing anything. I mean, the, da- the Davis-Bertans guy that everybody wanted in the trade market has been atrocious this year. Hasn't been good. I really don't know much about any of their other players, to be honest. But the NBA is in a good spot. And Adam Silver should be proud. And I will say that if we get a full year of Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, and they get a... Ricky Rubio, to me, is just mind-boggling. I know he's a really good, true point guard, I guess. But I just feel like his time in this NBA is past. And they needed a legit scoring point guard. But... I've got to go. This has been another episode of Dads in Time Out, my sports podcast by your host, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. J. Will. Two podcasts in a day. More coming. I plan on doing a podcast on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and maybe even Monday. So hopefully there's some more interesting things that I can give you guys. And until then, peace out. See you next time.